Welcome to Co-op Mode. I'm Mike Espy. I'm Chris Lowe. Hi, Chris Lowe, and I'm Ben T. And this is episode 14, and we are talking about the PS2 exclusive and ported to the PS3 back in September 2011, Eco. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah, I'm very excited for this. And unfortunately, Josh is not with us. This is very sad news. This is very, very sad news. He's actually not with us this evening. Yeah, well, I know, I know. Sorry. He's not with us this evening. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. No, he's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, much to... Uh, you know... Wow. He's good. He's fine. As far well, as we know, he's right good. He's, yeah. he's all good. He's not dead, by the way. I'm sorry, people. He's not dead. No, he's on his way back from Vegas, and the trip has taken much longer than anticipated. He told me it's about a five-hour drive, and it has... It has been proven that it's going to take much, much long. It's been much longer on the road, so safe travels to him. And he will. He had told me that he will give his short review of Eco when, <laughs> when we discuss uh, our next episode in episode fifteen, uh, Halo Four. So wonderful. Aside from that, uh, the, we are recovering from the Thanksgiving break. So, gentlemen, how was your? Did you spend? I imagine you spent time with your family too yes no yeah absolutely um yeah we saw my i saw my family actually that's all i saw was my family <laughs> um and yeah i got had time today uh, finally to sit down now that there weren't any kids around and just sit and play some video games it's kind of nice i got to all the black friday sales and and steam sales and amazon and game oh, and all that stuff yeah i grabbed i grabbed a lot of stuff for very little money it's nice. Yeah, I uh, I'm in the same boat. I I've been keeping my eye on the GameFly, Amazon, and Steam, and I purchased uh, five games uh, at least in, at least in one day. I purchased five games. I purchased uh, Half Life, Half Life Two, Episodes One and Two. And, yes, and, and, might be a pick. Mm. Yep, and Kotar Two. <laughs> might be a clue to something coming up. <laughs> also, uh, you had when you had mentioned earlier today the Mirror's Edge. In fact, I um. Yes, so good. I, I express interest in it because, for one, I started listening to the soundtrack, and the soundtrack sounds, no pun intended, it's wonderful. It sounds really good. It's by, mm. I think it's primarily by Solar Fields. It's very laid back, chill music from what I have heard, and I really dig it. So, uh, hopefully, I will be be able to indulge a little bit more. But I did buy Mirror's Edge because I have expressed a lot of interest in that. You know, off off the show. Uh, Chris, how about yourself, man? How's it going for you? You know, it's going all right. Right now, I'm enjoying Thanksgiving leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those are the best, aren't they? <laughs> oh, nothing but turkey sandwiches. Turkey sandwiches throughout the whole, for the next two weeks, guys. Can be tasty. Yeah. yeah, same here at my house. I got nothing but, I was trying to figure out what I was going to eat. <laughs> Let's head into the uh, news. Is there anything you guys want to share before we go into our, our main feature of the evening? I'll start with myself. I actually just start playing a little bit more of Mega Man Nine. In fact, in, in fact, well, in fact, I have been stuck, and I mean stuck in the Doctor Wily levels for the for the longest times. I have been in this rut where Doctor Wily, Doctor Wily, yeah, Wily, yeah. I, I I have been unable to. <laughs> beat the game at all 
in fact, the third the third stage of Doctor Wily for whatever reason is just proven to be much more problematic than it probably should be. But it's then again, it, the Mega Man Nine does harken back to the first Mega Man game and how brutal it is in terms of difficulty level. So those Mega it's, Man games that don't have like the X or some other colon something attached, those are the ones where like. At every step, there's basically like an enemy or something that can hurt you when you're jumping, right? Uh, some levels, some levels, yes. Uh, it's not all the time like that. Or like a lot of environmental hazards. Yeah, there is. And, it's, and, and the thing is, it's a, it's definitely a throwback, and it's one of those uh, throwbacks you just go, man, I really don't miss this. I really don't miss this ass. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> it's like Ooh. I still keep, I still keep playing it, but because I absolutely love the franchise that. It's one of the, actually, the few games that were in my Nintendo library, aside from, uh, aside from Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, Mega Man. I think Mega Man Four actually was my very first Mega Man game, and then I got started. I then I played backwards, and Mega Man One was just, uh, yeah, that was just mean. I chucked. I I had oh, a, Mega Man Four. Was that the first SNES one? No, Mega Man. I think Mega Man Seven was the first SNES one. I could be wrong. There were six Mega Mans on the original NES. Yeah. Holy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one like every year. For, uh, I from, would like, think the so. First year to part of the SNES life cycle. I would. Th- I think so. I would have to double check on the history at the moment, but I don't want to be quoted and be like Mike said this, and it's like no, I don't know off the top of my head. But Mega Man, after the Mega Man series, Mega Man X took off on the Super NES, and that was actually critically acclaimed. I mean, that's it's really one of the, truly one of the best Mega Man and Mega Man X games to date. It's I'll still play it in a heartbeat. It's so awesome. It really is a good game. That's the one that introduced the Zero character. Yeah, I believe it introduced Zero. Yes, but you get to, you didn't get to play as Zero. Not at all. Oh. Which, not at all, which is unfortunate. I could be wrong about that too, but I don't. Re- my, my Mega Man history is still a little fuzzy. I uh, I remember playing Mega Man X Seven. Holy shit! On the PlayStation. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'm sorry. Which would be what, like the 16th Mega Man game? Um, <laughs> I I didn't think it was bad. Ran it. That was probably my first Mega Man game. Oh wow! Damn. I don't remember disliking it. It was simple, like. I imagine that has like the, the normal setup where there was like eight bosses each stage. Like you, you have to you choose one yeah. right off the bat, whichever one you got to beat. You got to find a way to beat them with your blaster. You get their special weapon, and then you basically go to the stage with the boss who's weak against the yeah. special weapon you just bought. It has the same formula, yeah. It really does. Uh, if if you start out playing Mega Man X four, the thing is you never want to play out as Mega Man X. Like it's it's completely unbalanced in the sense that. The, you get to play as Zero, and the thing is, the Zero ca- playing as Zero is much more interesting because he actually car- carries around a sword saber, and you don't you have long range is not your ally, close ranges, and when you, when you defeat an enemy, your powers are much more interesting compared to Mega Man X's, and it's just it's it's just yeah, you pretty much want to play Zero throughout the entire game. Period. Yeah, I remember playing both of them characters. Yeah, they're fun. No, it was the first game I remember being able to jump off of a wall and, keep, and jump off another wall and keep jumping. Oh, those, that's yeah. I think Mega Man X introduced that too. 
that was something Mega Man X introduced into the series, which is which is, again is a lot of fun. I if you haven't played any of those Mega Man games, uh, I don't. I know. have not. Oh, Venteed. <laughs> Venteed, you are. Well, they got them for iPhone now, don't they? Uh, or I something. Don't, I don't know. I'm pretty sure what they have one of the uh, one of the Mega Man games uh, on iPhone, and I was looking forward to playing them like oh. that way just oh. to see what it was like. Oh uh, well, you'll probably be throwing your iPhone or iPod Touch out the window because <laughs> it can yeah. be dif- it can be difficult. And also, I got introduced. I finally started playing Halo Four. Finally, Ooh, dang. Yeah, I know it's been a first Halo game too. Yes. I'll definitely bring that up in the next episode, but it's my first Halo game. And I'll, I'll say off the bat, I was, uh, Ben knows, I was very not digging the whole, I have to waste what feels like I have to waste an entire clip to kill an enemy, especially an armored enemy. I have to preface that, that, that really, I don't know, it's like, it, it was something new to me. And I was just like, what the hell is this, man? It's kind of, I was like, I, I really don't know if I don't, I'm not sure if I really like this at all. And it, it didn't, click with me and then after a while i started playing more introduced more weapons i got more much more acclimated to it i was like okay okay i get it now and it and it just wore off it just went out the window and i was like i was enjoying myself it's a fun campaign so far but we'll go i'll go more in depth with that uh, yeah, well, yeah next definitely episode. Oh, yeah. next I'll... episode we'll be doing it oh yes Alrighty. well if you guys have if you're not playing any more any video games or any news you want to share uh, um well not real, like nothing particularly new in terms of like, oh, here's what I've been playing or anything like that. Mostly, um, you know, it's it's after Thanksgiving. We're almost to the final month of the year. Um, it's about time I'm going to start compiling my list of like top games of the year. Oh, we should do something. Um, like that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and and I eventually was just going to start putting together some sort of list. Um, and I just wanted to invite you guys my co-hosts and as well as any listeners out there when this gets put up if you guys want to just share your guys' list you can send it to us uh hell you can send it to us via, via twitter or do we have a we have a gmail account don't we yeah you can send it to our gmail account which is like co-op mode reviews at gmail.com at gmail.com yeah so and try, uh, and, try uh, and include the games that you actually played too because i just so we you know, so we all understand like how our less how how we came up with like our lists because somebody might argue passionately that a certain game was better that you know was their top game and like how could you not think that but maybe somebody didn't actually play that game yeah, yeah. I don't because one of the, we're not one of the... as inclusive as like game journalists would be where they're gonna try and play at least played enough of everything where you know there's gonna be big games that we we'll, we will have each minute. Problem. I'll be honest with you. I probably won't go more if in 2012. I probably won't go more than five games, because um, once again, I don't buy very many brand new games. Um, so I might I might keep mine to five. Um, if you're a if you're a if you're a listener or something like that, I wouldn't go more than ten really. I mean, I, I don't. I would only do that if you want to. <laughs> yeah, do that if you want to. <laughs> do but, top yeah. three if you want. Top three if you have to. Yeah, just something where where we're pretty much just a I fun little list. I don't even know if I played more than five new games in general this year. I, I honestly, the only new ones that I played this year were Mass Effect 3 and Halo 4. That's all. Time, even if I include downloadable games, like I don't think there was anything new I played from this year that I'm all adds sure. up to over five games. I'm pretty sure by the time that that show comes, uh, we will have played, or I will have played at least five at least. 
because um, we'll be talking about them for review. But I don't know about for me. I think I've been the. I'm gonna be in the. Uh, at the set on that Spec one. Spec Ops came out this year, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Spec Ops yeah. came out. Okay, yeah. so I'll be the third one then. Alrighty then. Anyways, yeah, just please, we'd like to get a, a list going and stuff like that for that. And then, yeah, I, I guess that's that's it for me, because mostly just because I'm trying to hurry up with review games, and then I'm also trying to get through 2012 games as well. So, yeah. I played uh, I played Black Ops too. I wanted to talk about that. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and talk about that. Man. I uh, so get a feel. Uh, ben, I know you've played Call of Duty games in the past. I played the first Black Ops. At least That's the campaign. Sure. So you played the first Black Ops. Yeah, and I really I, liked it. I thought any, that one, any other Call of Duty game, like going back to Call of uh, Duty One, Call of Duty Two, One Two, uh, and then you I played the original one on the PC. Yes, I loved them. I loved oh, the, really? all the Infinity, pretty much all the Infinity Ward ones, and all the Modern Warfare ones. I guess those are all Infinity Ward, but yeah, um, yeah, no, yeah, those have all been my favorite. Um, but Recently, last year, I grabbed Black Ops 2, or not Black, Black Ops 1, uh, just from like a Steam set or something like that, and I, I loaded it up and loved it. So that's, I a, that's the Treyarch one, yeah. Treyarch, yeah, that was my first Treyarch one that I played, so I'm looking forward to seeing what what uh, what this is like. Black um, Ops 1 was also my first Treyarch Call of Duty. So oh, cool. if, if you guys out there don't know what we're talking about in SB, don't know what we're talking about, we keep talking about Infinity Ward Treyarch. Basically, since Call of Duty 2, they started annualizing the Call of Duty games, and the way they did that was by splitting it two different two different studios. So, studio would get two years to make a Call of Duty game, and so you know, Call of Duty 2 came out as a launch title for the Xbox 360. Next year, Treyarch's Call of Duty 3 came out, and then Call of Duty 4: Modern Warfare. The year after that, by Infinity War, Treyarch. World at War, Modern Warfare 2, Infinity Ward, and then Black Ops Treyarch, back to Infinity Ward with Modern Warfare 3, and now we are back to Treyarch with Black Ops 2. And I did play the campaign. I, uh, I'd probably say it's my favorite campaign of the Call of Duty game. Um, what I'll say is, if you guys have played Call of Duty campaigns in the past, if you weren't into them, then you're not really... I don't think this is going to get you into it now. But it does have the the most, the biggest uh, sort of shakeup, in, in, you know, in the franchise that there's been since Call of Duty Two, uh. or I'm sorry, Call of Duty Four. The biggest change in that it's still a rather linear game, but there are, there are some pretty interesting choices that you make in the game. But it's it's not like a something pops up on the screen that says you need to make a choice. It's more like you, you, it's more like you're chasing somebody, and you may or may not catch up with them, depending on you know how quick you're moving and everything else that's going on. And sometimes there are choices that you're making you don't even necessarily know that you're even making these choices, which is really interesting. It, it makes you ask, you know, it makes you interested interested going back and saying like, could I have actually changed that? Could could that have happened differently? Because at the end, the end of each mission, they sort of sum up what happened. And you get like a couple bullet points saying such and such lived or such and such person got away or something like that. And then so you realize that it's possible that maybe you could have, you know, the fate, you could have changed the fate there. And it affects the game in a way that I wish other games did. Like some games, when you're making choices, they can be pretty binary. And Black Ops 2, like, 
they're pretty gray, and often you actually don't know what how your choice is actually going to affect things in the future, like because you just no way to see it. Like it's just a chain reaction. Like somebody dies, so maybe they're not there later to save somebody else's life or something like that. You you won't even know that that's that you've basically set that up. So getting the best ending is you you, you guaranteed you're gonna end up making a choice or two that you didn't even realize were the right choice. You may not even guess what the right choice. At least what I would consider the best ending. You could probably argue what is the best ending, but otherwise. It's still your typical Call of Duty fair, fair. You know, left trigger aim, right trigger shoot. Still got this sort of aggressive auto aim, but that doesn't make it unfun to shoot enemies. That just really just makes it so that you kind of chain your kills and uh, kind of makes you feel like a badass. But uh, <laughs> something new that they introduced that I wasn't really a big fan of, which is luckily a completely optional thing they have these things called strike force missions which is basically real-time strategy mission basically that will last like 10 minutes usually there's usually like a 10 minute counter you have like 10 minutes to do whatever it is you have to do and there's five of these missions in a campaign you can skip them if you do them you get a better outcome but you can skip them they don't take long. the actual real-time strategy aspect to it isn't very good because you feel like your squad, like you feel like your units aren't really responding to your command quick enough, and the action is happening so fast. It's happening at the speed of a normal Call of Duty campaign, which is pretty fast. And luckily, you can take control of any unit on the map, whether it be a turret, uh, a person, any kind of drone. You can take it. So typically what it boils down to, the best way to win is just to take control of the person closest to the action, hold down the left bumper, make everybody come to where you are, and just you got to do everything yourself. But basically, it, the way you really got to win them completely undermines the whole RTS setup, and yep. they're just not very interesting. It sounds like they were trying to add some specific little bit that would make this stand out from some other piece. I mean, you know, with, with each iteration, they have to do yeah. something new, you know? It, it's, I mean, had it's a really good idea. Like, the idea of it is really good, and I really wish it had turned into something better, because these could have been really good sort of palate cleansers, because they come in in between moments, in between the more linear missions, so they would have been a great way to mix things up, and here they're really just kind of distractions, and the only reason why they don't really affect my overall opinion of the game is because there's only five of them and they are really short. If they were longer, there were more of them, or it was the whole game, then I wouldn't like the game at all. <laughs> so, uh, so something on the counterpart, uh, it's nothing like Call of Duty by any means, but Ico. How about Ico? Ico. <laughs> Ico, sorry, Ico, yeah. yeah. So I, I knew I said it earlier, but I, I kept second-guessing myself. <laughs> But yeah, that's something that definitely has you know the potential of like Call of Duty material. It's eco, eco just screams it. Yeah, <laughs> not really. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> eco is totally just like You're smoking, you know, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking with you. All right, uh, we'll we'll head into the yeah, our review of eco, and I will read the synopsis unless somebody else wants to read it, but. If not, I already have my... Yeah, go for it if it's out. I already have it. All right. In Sony Computer Entertainment's exclusive adventure, Eco, a young boy with horns, 
is born in every generation to be traditionally sacrificed in order to cleanse the local community of evil spirits. This generation's boy, and title character, however, tries to change his fate completely by fleeing from his would-be executioners and joining up with a captured princess to escape a gigantic castle. During the quest for survival, Eco will, sur will have to make his way through the vast environments overrun by challenging puzzles, including brain teasers and mazes, as he battles, battles against an evil an army of evil apparitions while leading his princess through the secluded fortress brought to you by IGN uh, developed by SCE Studios Japan uh, the same folks uh, responsible for uh, Shadow of the Colossus uh, published by Sony Computer Entertainment Mary T for Violence and it was originally released September 25th 2001 for the PS2 oh, wow. and, and it was re-released September 27th 2011 for the PS3 uh, does it say, did that mention any other games made by that developer? Uh, no. When I read, the, when I got the synopsis, it did. I don't know if no. there are any other games made by the No, no, no. At this point, it was just Team Japan, whatever it is. I think it was, like, Team uh, Japan, something like that. Eco was their first one, I believe. Oh. So, on the, on the, on the extra disc that they talk about their games and stuff like that, so. Just, you know, what... When I uh, I thought this came out in 2003, but still nonetheless, it came out in 2001, like I just said. However, when when I was playing this game, I had never played it on the PS2. I, this is my first time playing the PS3. And I have to say, for a game that came out in 2001 for the PS2, the sheer size and scope of this game alone is just... It, it's a breath of... I, I want to say a breath of fresh air because it's something... I would not have expected at all. It's totally. It feels. I don't know. It feels fresh. Did you, did, did you not play any other big game that came out in two thousand one? Because I can name three right now that managed to achieve that. Uh, <laughs> why, why, why don't you name them right now? Because right now I'm drawing a blank. Metal Gear Solid two, Grand Theft Auto three, and Devil May Cry. Uh, Grand Theft Auto three. They each have big worlds that have a lot going on and that are vast and. All have yeah, style. and they're all filled with things too. This one, it seems like, when at first glance, when you just put in the disc, you know, as we all have, I, I have this feeling of uh, the simplicity of it all. Like there's no, there's no, there's not. It's not heavy on story. The world itself isn't isn't. It's vast, but it's empty. Actually, it's 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 not it's not completely empty. But you know, the the there's a, a real linear. Excuse me, feeling to it. It's not definitely not Liberty City, and you're oh, yeah. looking at cars and stuff. Well, um, and you know what I'll say. Something I'll say about the environment, though, is maybe it was like the HD upconversion. I don't know if they did anything with the textures, but it didn't necessarily strike me as this looks like a PS2 game, and that it didn't necessarily look old to me. Ah, uh, yeah, I didn't get that feel. I feel like the art holds up really well. It's still, a re it's a really good looking game. Well, <laughs> I, I, oh, yeah. I, I it really goes to. What were you gonna say? I, I was gonna say the only thing that could probably seem dated is the character models a little bit. But other than that, yeah. but other than that, like I, I, I was trying to think. I mean, it's all I was, dated. Like, well, yeah, I can start picking out like every. I mean, as much as I say it didn't strike me as being a PS2 game, you know, after a while, like I do, I get really close to a wall and I realize that it's the same texture repeated over and over. Yeah, <laughs> on the wall and on the floor. But, like, this is what I'm talking about before, where it's not about sort of the technical. It's always art style and 
how everything is incorporated, the unity of it all. So this is a game that strikes me as developer knowing what their limitations were and how to use what the resources that were available to them on the PS2. Like, so there's a lot of focus on vast, big environment. Um, yep. Instead of focus, instead of getting really, really close to the character models, which aren't that detailed, they're pretty flat when you get really close to them. We're just going to shine a bright light on them the whole time, and we're going to keep the camera far away from them so you can see a lot of the environment at one time. And there's really good lighting. That also, I mean, that could be also the limitation to the, you know, obviously the character models themselves. But at the same time, it does, it does, it does something. It lets you know that you are in a secluded environment. I mean, yeah. it's it. Oh, it works artistically as well. Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh it's, it's 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 it just it's it's not just convenient. It's it it just works overall with hopefully what they were trying to achieve. I think it works wonderfully. It was just one of those things I I realized like a lot of games have like a lot of musical back like you know, just background music. It's noisy. It's kind of crazy. And this is just very simple. It's very quiet, and you just start to hear the atmosphere. And the, yeah, that's the word. The atmosphere of this game is just very palpable, and that's the very first thing I noticed. And all kind of the main driving force in the game too. Oh, it like, is. It very, it's very it's much not so. even. It's not about puzzles. It's not about fighting the creatures or anything. It really is soaking in the environment, and the atmosphere. And that's how you, the player, gets. I think that's how. That's like the one of the biggest strengths this uh, this game has. Eco and you know, special shadow of the Colossus. And I know we'll be, we'll be talking about that uh, in the next couple episodes. But they both do the same thing. It's where you just get sucked into the environment, and you almost. I I, I at least for myself, I become the character. Like I start becoming that person, exploring the environment. And so, and then I get sucked in, you know, to like a simple linear narrative. I gotta say this girl. I'm like, oh man, I, it's. I'm saying I. I'm not saying Eco has to say this girl. I'm saying I have to say this girl. And that's when I know I'm sucked into the game. When I'm starting referring to, it's supposed to be like a third party character, you know, as myself. That's how I know this game is doing a very good job. That I'm saying I myself am doing this, and. There's very little to tell you that too. I mean, they they don't even really tell you like what to pit, what buttons to press or what you're literally feeling around in the dark and experimenting. Um, that's that's the the quietness of the game is that they don't throw all the stuff up at you at once. There's no tutorial level of the game. I mean, they. So it, I wonder how would I kind would've, of a tut- I wonder how would have felt about all of that back in 2001 because I found the game not. I'm not. I wasn't looking for the game to explain how to do things. Just, I expect a game to establish rules and be able to follow them. Right, and, and that's a little... Very often, you don't card, know what to do in the game because you've never really been given much of a hint that there's something you can achieve. Like, yeah. it, it, like one specific moment I can think of is I needed to bring down a bridge, and there was a structure next to it. Now, you could argue that I should have... And I did know that there was, there's got to be a fucking reason why I can climb up this structure right next to this bridge. I'm like, however I get this bridge down has something to do with this structure right here. And I just couldn't figure it out. <laughs> so it was like, whatever. So before that, I had set something on fire. I had blown up a water tower by throwing a bomb over to a bridge or blown, 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 throwing it over to the water tower. I lit the 
bomb on fire, threw it over to the water tower, <laughs> and I exploded the water tower. Yep. I figured all that out on my own because they had already sort of established the rule of you can blow stuff up that that is weakened. And it, if it looks like you can do it, you can probably do it. It's going to be and you're going to want to try it. Um, now, how I do it, it didn't really tell me. First, I tried to throw the bomb over, and then I tried to climb my way over there and light it on fire, but then I realized I couldn't do that. And I tried to come up with all kinds of things. And I was like, finally, I was like, wait a minute. I can probably light this thing and then throw it. And then that worked. So that was great. So I thought bringing down the bridge, I need to set a bomb over there. So I carry a bomb all the way over there. I light it and set it off. And it didn't budge. Is, right? that, the, is like, that the one where you have to swing from a rope? You have to swing from a rope <laughs> and knock it down. Yeah. So... I'm sorry. For some I'm odd sorry. reason, the blunt force of an explosion would not push the bridge down, but me kicking it would. I knew it required blunt force because I, when you when you attack, because the first thing I tried to do was just attacking it. When I attacked it, it but it started to budge a little bit. I'm like, oh, obviously I've just got to put enough force behind it to push it down. So I tried to explode it, didn't work. Jump on the rope, and it's like, oh, come on, like. There's just nowhere else in the game to establish that the physics can work like that. It's not no, like you're right, and you I know, think that's an immaturity of the game. Like the, ten the, years later, you know, the, at least Chris, you never feel like in what the game designers when they were the, this being their first game. I'm assuming this being their first game and working on this kind of stuff. I'm assuming that they didn't didn't really realize that rule or something like that. That's a very big trope of game design i think it's very recent um whereas and I, yeah back then and i don't, I, I don't think that it was makes me wonder if i would have been more patient with it back in 2001 because i never really had that yeah i had you know, I, I don't have it as much as i do now where puzzles have to be based around rules now you know yeah no, I had I had called Ben about that i was like i don't know how to yeah. get the bridge down like i i called him on my phone i was like ben he's like oh you have to swing yourself and you know kind of like throw yourself at the bridge and i'm like I was actually kind of relieved because I didn't. I thought you were going to ask me about a harder part, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And then you, and then you kind of explain the whole thing to me, and I go, Oh, it's just that. And you're like, Really? <laughs> I'm like, Yeah. And he goes, like, Oh my gosh. But you know what? That's okay. Because <laughs> to be honest, there's a lot of like, oh duh, like moments that I had when I was playing this. And I'm like, Why didn't I think of that the first it's time? Duh, only because it, it's. But yeah, I know. We when know what you're only saying. One way to do something. When there's only one way that you can do something and it's so very specific and almost like you stumble upon it, like... You're saying you're wrong. You're saying that. No, no. I'm saying it bothered me, but I don't know if it would have bothered me ten years ago. Oh. You know what? Probably not. You probably would have had more... You probably would have... Much like the rest of us playing games ten years ago, we probably would have had the patience to withstand it. I think we're, we're a lot more streamlined than we are. I think so. I think I, you're, I think you're onto something there with the whole the, like, well, the puzzles you know. themselves never made me want to quit. No. Maybe it's because I could look up a strategy guide and I only really had to look up a few times and I only had to get just like a few nudges. Sometimes it was more it's like I knew I I had certain elements like I have A, I have B and I know somehow I have to combine them. Sometimes I just needed the guide to give me like a nudge to make sure, just to tell me that I am going in the right direction and then I could figure it out. Wasn't it weird to, to like go back? I mean, I'll admit I, I looked up a guide a certain couple times during this game too. I don't remember what parts, but um, 
isn't that wasn't that kind of like a blast from the past a little bit? Because like not very many games that I play nowadays need a guide, or I would need something where they wouldn't already tell oh, yeah. me or something and like there that. There was a lot of older games where I I probably at some point referenced guides. Yeah, guide. I don't you know, know, so game that. facts and stuff, man. Yeah. That's kind of a blast from the past it's a little bit too. There, yeah, there. That was you know that was an older game. Yeah, game, game trope, game design thing where there could be a puzzle. And you might have to do something really dumb and specific, and you might never do it again in the game. That would happen a lot. That's that is a lot of um, a game called uh, Another World, and it's called Another World in Europe, and it's called Out of This World Here. And every single screen, it's a side scroller, and every basically every single screen is like there's a puzzle, and guaranteed, like you got to try and figure something out very specific. And I guarantee you, you're not going to do that thing again. It's always sort of. Sometimes it's very much okay. I don't know how I would have ever thought to that by shooting this thing, it would swing over and hit something else, and basically call this this Rube Goldberg machine. To happen. <laughs> that's that's how some of the uh, devices felt like that puzzles felt like it was kind of like a Rube Goldberg just to do a, one simple task, and that was to basically get on to the next you know next set. Yeah, point A, point A to point B. The whole thing is a is a the, the entire game. If we were to if we were to illustrate it for listeners and stuff, is really just a. Uh, I would say I would say like it's a, like giant, a... a giant Rube Goldberg. It, I would say that is like kind of like a giant Rube Goldberg. What's what are those um? Where you're not we're not where you're babysitting, but uh, like a not a caravan mission. What, uh, escort. Escort mission. Yeah, it's one giant escort mission. This it's is, interesting this... that the whole game is an escort mission because I feel like up to this point in games, escort missions are always the worst missions. Yeah. And, oh yeah, and you know what? Well, even still, kind of hard. Even did did, 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 did the um? Oh, sorry, I, I mean to cut you off. But did you ever feel like the uh, princess uh, Yorda? Did you ever felt like she was a hassle? Because there's yes. sometimes. Oh uh, yeah, I was definitely yelling at that screen, yelling at Yorda a lot. <laughs> she wasn't Yorda for me. She was just bitch. Get over here. <laughs> I wasn't yelling at Yorda so much because she seemed kind of out of it. But well, I mean, there's a fucking button to yell at her. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, yeah, almost yeah. like it's almost like they knew. But I, but I definitely, um, I definitely had this thought of um, using her as bait. Like she seemed like I know she's kind of the point of the game. And you're when and you your still had a games. stick. Yeah, and it took like 15 hits to take down an enemy. I'd let them would jump like, around. First. The best thing to do would be to wait for them to grab her and use her, and basically use her as bait. Which is kind of an interesting story thing too. If you want to add that to it, if you want to make that it's up, it's interesting. In <laughs> I don't know that that's what they intended though. No, but it, it, the it, biggest I mean, weakness in the game for me was the combat. It's, oh yeah, just how primitive the combat it was. can go to hell for me. Like it's, it's it's almost similar to like uh well I I almost feel like they fixed it in Shadow of the Colossus by just not having it. <laughs> no, no the uh, no. I, I think the game would have been fine had I never had to fight anything. Uh, it's unnecessary. I would say it was and pretty uh, unfair up until you got a sword. Yeah, and then it was still kind of hard because the enemies got. But harder. at least they only took a few hits once you got the sword. Yeah, yeah. I would say once you had when you had That's the stick. Yeah, you know, when you had the stick, it 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 was. Oh, a you're little... talking about the big, big like the white sword. The glowing lightning sword. No, not the lightning sword. No, no, no. The one you got before that, you got a sword because you had you needed it to, for a puzzle. So yeah, the story they I gave you. A I remember sword. the sword? I know, I know what sword you're talking about. I yeah. just don't remember it taking 
equal or less amount of or more it, amount of hits. Oh yeah, man! Like the big dudes that would grab, like the big ones that would fly. Yeah, you're right. Like you would, you would hit them. You do like a three, the three hit combo, knock them to the ground, and you probably have to do it at least two more times with the stick. Where with the sword, it was literally like one, two, three. They fell and they were dead. Yeah, yeah. With the sword, it was lesser hits. With the stick, it just that was. And once you got like that lightsaber thing, yeah, that was one or two hits every time. Oh heck yeah, that thing was awesome. Oh, that was near the end of the game, though, wasn't it? Yeah. That Evidently, was just... you can replay that game and get it earlier. Yeah, if if you do like if you save over a particular slot, if you like save over eight, you save eight slots and then you save over the first one in a particular area, you get the. Uh... I was reading online. I was just like, I this... was reading that like there was another weapon in the game that you could find, but it wasn't a part of a puzzle, and you have to find it the first time. And when you do New Game Plus, if Ooh. you do that again. Instead of finding the other weapon, you will find the lightsaber weapon in there. Oh, and That nice. was around where the waterfall was. Oh, okay, okay. I never found the other weapon. It was supposed to be a mace or something. <sighs> well, I can... It was I on can, the IGN guide. I mean, I could, I could see the, you know, the combat, you know, not being as interesting. And I, I would say the combat wasn't even as interesting in Beyond Good and Evil because I felt like, you know, when I think of Beyond Good and Evil, I felt like it took that particular combat system from eco and implemented into in you know beyond good and evil i mean it i mean there was nothing special about it but i don't think that was the main focus of the game but i don't know i don't, I don't know why it, it becomes would... a, it becomes a focus at times it, it, it does become it's a focus. It to be a huge distraction like it made me want to quit, stop playing the game a few times I don't because think it was irritating i don't think i've ever gotten that irritated because every time you get hit you fall down and you can't get up, which is all, all in service to, to the idea in the game that you're trying to protect this girl and you feel helpless while she's being carried away. Totally get it, but there's just other. I just feel like there are other ways to deal with it. <laughs> like I said, the game was interesting enough without the combat. Oh yeah, I feel, I, I feel like it was there just because they felt like you're 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 not going to feel. Like you're not like you're not going to be interested if you're not hitting something at some point. I could I guess I could see that I could see that acknowledgement. Yeah, I definitely could see a person coming from that angle. But the combat system, even though it didn't wow me, but it just it's something that didn't really wasn't something I hated at all. It made it interesting that I was fighting off these apparitions and come to find out, you know. Maybe was, if there were significantly less encounters yeah. and you had the sword begin with or, or or just whatever weapon you had did more damage to begin with yeah maybe that would be better and then if i want harder combat i can increase the difficulty level true like that would have been better for me. but <laughs> it just it was just too much at times it's gotten away where i feel like their next game shadow of the classes there's pretty much never anything that's just getting in the way of what you need to be doing yeah, like, it, it's pretty... yeah. You got to ride out to wherever you got to go to find your thing, but like that's part of the game. Is like that's that's the it's part of the seclusion. It's that's the, the palate cleanser. Instead part... of just fighting all these things, it's part of it is going. How do you, there, how do you get there? Yep. Climbing around. Sometimes you might even have like a little environmental puzzle to figure it out. But again, that's part of the atmosphere. Like each yeah, has. and the atmosphere. You're right. It's part of the atmosphere. It's a pacing thing too. You know something else that Team Eco tends to do, and even with their new game that's coming out, Last Guardian. Maybe. Um, <laughs> Shut up. Well, no, no, no. That it, 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 
They've said, I mean, they've said it's coming out, so, I mean. Yeah. I know. Until you actually get to play some of it, I understand what you mean. Yeah. But uh, anyways, uh, one th- one of the kind of the themes I keep seeing in this, narratively and just, uh, well, not just narratively, but in general, just seeing throughout all the their titles is just how small you are compared to how massive your enemies or your problems are and stuff like that. Like standing up, like the courage and the standing up against to face something that's yep. that's much larger than you and stuff like that and and uh, I think that's kind of a cool theme that uh, you know yeah. besides besides the silent quietness of it all there's Making just real feel, kind of cool, yeah you're right not not many games make you feel very small it's, lonely it's, it's, too it's, it's lonely and small game. and like they do such a good job of of relating to you the sense of scale compared to you against everything else almost too good world. a job sometimes yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, started, I, I started doing the, like I actually started talking to myself like uh, as if I was talking to the character. I did the same thing so in Shadow. Like, this isn't new. <laughs> no, no, no. I, it's like something I did with Shadow Colossus. You know, it was it, it's just it's just you and the horse in Shadow Colossus, and in Eco, it's just you and the girl. And the and the interesting thing is both characters are mute. They're they're all they're all mute. You're the the person that you're with. Is somewhat mute. Is is basically a mute. They don't really talk that much, and so I, it's just like it's so weird that you have this companion who, who you're on an adventure with, and it's just and you're trying to help and, and stuff you, like that, and and you're just in this secluded world, and it just makes you feel alone. I feel like he talks. He talks quite a bit to Yorda. I just feel like I think no, Yorda doesn't he, talk back. That's what I mean. Yorda doesn't talk. Doesn't really talk back. And he talks I, in her language. Eh, not as much. In fact, there were times, and they did they talk sometimes. Like there were times when, like At the very beginning, I think if you you're don't, right. no, like there are times when you're playing in gameplay that if you like, like if you don't know where to go quick enough, she'll start all of a sudden uttering in her language and pointing, trying to tell you that there's something over here. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. But still, yeah, like it's just you and her, or you and the oh, horse, yeah. like against the world. Like there's that loneliness. I think is what you're trying to get across, is that it's just kind of like these quiet, lonely moments. I think what of can, you figuring stuff that out. Contribute that is that neither of the characters is speaking English, and then you don't even understand the language that she's speaking. I, I didn't look it up, but is is it the language in the game made up? It sounds like it is. I think it's it, Japanese. Well, it it's like Japanese played backwards. It is seems what, like there's two different languages. That. But there's two different languages. What? 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 Right? What? I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure there's two different languages in the game, though. There's the character that Eco speaks, when you, and then you see the and you, well, the one that you see the English subtitles, and then when Yorda is talking, or the Queen is talking, you just see symbols. Or characters, or something like that. Well, specifically when the Queen is talking to Yorda, not to you. I think you see yeah, yeah. subtitles when she talks to you, but when she's talking to Yorda, Yorda's talking to her. Like you'll just see symbols. You don't know what they're talking. Sometimes when the queen talks to you, and sometimes when you're to talk. It's very interesting that you you, you encounter. be two different languages. It's very interesting how that you encounter the queen very little in the game. Uh, you encounter her uh, pretty much when you get to the main gate, and the main gate closes on you, and then it becomes the uh, becomes the primary sole focus that you need to open the east and west doors in order you know to escape. And then you encounter her again at the end of the game, and it's so weird how, I, for lack of a better word, she is just evil. This woman, is, this this the queen is just 
pure evil. And the fact that I like how that I am standing up to her at the end of the game. She's like, I, I've gotten through this. I don't care how small I am. I'm just you're just going balls to the walls, fighting this character off, fighting this evil character off, and and when, and when you do win, it it feels rewarding. That's the thing about this game, and I feel rewarded when I, I feel a sense of completion when I beat the game. I'm not sure about you guys. Did you ever feel like you had that sense of completion by any chance? I, I don't I mean, think. I know. So. I, I mean, I don't. What? Go ahead. No, 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 I, I, I don't, I don't think so. My, my, seriously, my only problem with this whole thing was that it, it was either when it was, when it wasn't hard, it was really easy <laughs> to figure out. To be honest, when it wasn't, when, and, and, and what I mean by that is just there were some moments where I just get stuck and I just wouldn't be able to figure it out or even figure out what they were saying, and um or anything like that and then when you would when you would go back and play into something regardless of story or gameplay or anything like that figuring anything out um it was so black and white in terms of understanding and not understanding because there were some moments where it was just very vague and i was trying to figure out what the, what it was trying to tell me and i didn't really get it at first and and actually kind of felt like uh-oh like we're getting into territory here where it's just like it's kind of bullcrap and i don't really like it or whatever and uh and then well and then and then eventually we moved we would move out of it and and everything would be okay again okay so i mean i don't know i don't know if that answers your question i I, I wasn't ever really bothered like i'm not bothered by what you were saying i agree with what you're saying about it if if it wasn't really easy it was really hard it the the easy parts did not bother me because i feel like when it was easy like specifically that last fight against the queen that's kind of a gimme, but also they kind of already. I, the reason why is because it's just how you beat her is very much an established sort of. There's this magic that works against her, and obviously it's a light versus dark kind of thing. And you've got this sword, and so as long as you have that sword, you have that against her. Like I didn't mind that. I I you know difficulty spikes do bother me sometimes in games. You know. The easy part didn't bother me. It was just when it got really, really hard. It wasn't because I felt like I was not being able to figure things out. I just feel like it was... I feel like just the puzzle design wasn't great sometimes. Puzzle design is good when you feel like... Like, you're not trying to figure something out that is completely random. Like, there's just a solution. It's more like you you logically came up with a way to, to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say at the end that like I felt like I was particularly achieving something. I didn't feel like I was. I guess I get like a sense of achievement when I feel like I've been on a long journey, and you don't have to have a long game for me to feel that way. But I didn't necessarily feel that way about the game. Hmm. Like there was a long journey or anything. Um, I wouldn't say if it was like a I felt. I you mean, know, just to call back to the game I was talking about earlier, like I felt like a sense of achievement in a Black Ops Two because you're you're dealing with a conflict that's been going on for like. 30 years with this dude where this game it's not a problem that the only goal was me for to escape the castle it's just by the end of it it didn't really feel like i had gone through like this huge castle to get to to get to the to get through the castle i felt sometimes in fact sometimes it felt weird that my character seemed so empowered like i 
I needed as much as I felt powerless at the same time. I felt like I had so much power at the same time. It was almost weird. Willpower. Maybe, but it's like, if it was so easy for me, me to defeat this queen, why the hell is everybody else like afraid of this queen? Like the people who brought you there, like why couldn't they have overpowered the queen? Like, why don't they defeat this queen? Now, I never thought about this when I was playing the game. I'm not saying this any of this bothered me. I'm just saying like I didn't feel like this sense of achievement at the end of the game that uh, that you felt. Now, what I did feel was a little bit of emotion. Like I felt like uh, I really liked that the whole time, as much time as you spent trying to protect the girl, and like there's times where I'm screaming at the bitch because it's like, come on, move. I don't know why you're so weak. Like, yeah. <laughs> just move. Just I don't know how many times I have to call you to get you to climb up this freaking ladder. <laughs> but at the end, she saves your life and risks her life. Yeah. In fact, I, w- I thought it would have been interesting if she had died instead of washing up on that beach. Well, but, well in fact, you know what? Let's go, now that you mentioned, like you were no, willing to sacrifice yourself for her, it would have been a really interesting. That's not like obviously I'm not just because it doesn't you know go with what I would have done. That's not saying that's a negative. I'm just saying it would have been really interesting had she paid the ultimate sacrifice. Well, here's the thing. Uh, this is I think I think this might actually go into spoiler territory. So I just want to. Oh, I definitely spoiled that shit. Oh yeah. Well, the spoiler territory uh, for this about this game. Uh, just give you a heads up. If you don't want to listen to it, then skip ahead. I'll make notes. I'll put it in the show notes. Then when... play the game and come back. Yeah, play the game. It's a short game, by the way. Yeah, it's not uh, Well, no, I was talking to Ben about this ending. Guys, <laughs> I was talking to I was talking to Ben about this ending because the way when you wait after the credits. And you're on you wa- you're washed up on this beach, and the thing is, it's very you know it's very bright. You're moving really slow, and it seems very much alive. Even though you're on this beach, you're on a beach, you're moving running you're running very slow and super bright. And you see Yorda in her in her you know human self. And to me, I actually think they're both dead. Actually, the way it felt like, I got the impression that they're both dead. After How you, do you get that impression. Well, for one, everything is very slow, and it's not very slow in throughout the entire game. And the fact kind of heavenly almost. It's very, very yeah. There you go. That's the word I'm looking for. It's very heaven-like. It's like you know they've reached their destination together, and that they're happy. But the thing is, but when the game ended, like I felt like both of them were dead. They're. Oh, it feels like a stretch. I don't know, man. Cause I mean, the, he was in the boat. Why would he have died? I don't know. After the, I don't know whatever happened that beating between the queen and whatever happened after that. It's just like he seemed very lifeless. He seemed dead. There was like there was no even sign of movement with him. So I, I to me, I felt like he. Uh, when he wakes up on the beach, does he still have his horns, or are they gone? They, uh, I don't remember. I have to look at that up. I mean, that would be a clue. If he, if he was dead, then he would have his horns again, probably. That'd be true. I would think so, but I don't know. It just felt to me it felt felt very heavenly, and it was the only place that felt very alive. Because they're on it to me. That was like the only location within the game that felt that had a lot of life to it. Versus where the castle, it's very secluded. It's it's very empty. You feel alone. When I was on the beach, I felt like even though there weren't that many, there weren't any people around. It still felt very lively. Just the atmosphere gave me that sense. Uh, how? Yeah, the atmosphere. Well, you know, conceptually, either way, it's a better place. Yes. So I guess 
whether they were physically dead or not or not it's i mean obviously where they are you know you're talking about it's a better place it only it it, it only felt more lively yeah it's definitely evocative of they're now in a better place like mm-hmm. I guess it's a different take on sort of riding off into the sunset type of thing. It is. Or, or on, or you know, lots of things end with people on a beach. You know, a lot of American stuff ends with people on a beach. No, yeah. think about it. Like, it ends, and now James Bond is on the beach with whoever, whatever. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it it seemed like it was like to me, regardless of whether or not you bring I bring up a very interesting thing. I just say, SB, I mean. I think right. it is meaningful that it did feel like seem like he was dead, but not, but not like oh man, it sucks he's dead. No, no, no. And I never, yeah. I never got that impression like oh man, I'm dead. It's, like he is in a better place. Yeah. It's and, this sort of I'm not just physically in a better place. Like everything just feels better. Yeah, it, the emotional state, the, the game left me. That one of the things I, I really did that contribute to your sense of accomplishment though. Yes, it did. It really like, did. You were in this before. You were in this very sort of uh, uh, imposing place. Yeah. Very, uh, I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of. But it's imposing. It is bright. Even though it was bright, it felt, it was a prison. That It was a big prison, that castle. Yeah. Where all of a sudden you're on this beach and there might be birds and shit. There's water and you're free. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, that, that's I'm oh, sorry, I didn't mean go ahead, Ben. I talked too much. <laughs> no, 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 no. I thought that was good. I, I I remember you telling me that, and I and I remember thinking that oh, that's got to be it. But then there's something. There was something about the ending that uh, made me think. Which one's a se- supposedly one's a sequel of another game? Is this a sequel to? Yes, this is a sequel to Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus. So so in in order of the games being made, if you were to play them in chronological order. I don't know Shut how you would pick that. I don't know how you would pick up on that by well, playing the game because they, they seem to have completely different characters. Well, did you see, Please? Chris? Let me ask you. I'm uh-huh. not. Gonna, I don't want to spoil anything, but in Shadow of the Colossus, at I the played at, all of Shadow. Of okay, at the end, do you remember that uh, the baby? Yeah, no, the baby's. The got last time I finished it was a long time ago. So okay. There's a there's a baby at the end of. Uh, I just remember getting end. sucked into something. <laughs> I remember and stomping yeah, there's some, dude. yeah you're right no you're right there's there's something like that but there's a there's a baby at the end that has horns and stuff like that and people were saying that that's the character of of eco and stuff Why like was that there a baby? And, uh reincarnation that's all i'll say that's all i say I'll, i will all say is reincarnation that's about of it wander yes why would wander be in, reincarnated into a horned boy well, I don't know about reincarnation. I have no idea, but but uh, that's that's the theory. That's the theory behind it. I don't want to get too much. We'll, uh, we'll have to talk. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about in episodes. It'd six, be better so. if, if we. Be, it'd be better if you had the ending. Save in that. Mind. Yeah, save that. But um, something else, way, we something else we didn't talk about, um, in there, was uh, we talked about the shadow things and how much I didn't like fighting them. Yeah. But those shadow things were kind of important. Shadow classes. Huh? Shadow of the Colossus, maybe. Well, at the beginning, parallels. The beginning, you're in this chamber, yeah. Um, and you kind of fall out of this tomb thing, and you're like some sort of sarcophagus or whatever. And there's a bunch of other ones in the room. And at the end, as you're fighting all these shadow things, all of those things are lighting up. 
Almost yeah. like they're the spirits of the souls of the other horned boys. Yeah. And those shadow things have horns. Now we do know the story in this one is they were take the all the all the villagers that were taking um, Eco away and locking him up uh-huh. were taking him away for the reason being that he had horns. He had horns, yeah. So he having horns apparently is bad. So or something. all everybody else in that in that room were obviously boys who had horns were being sacrificed. Yep, and a lot of the, and a lot of the characters that in fact they I'm were sacrificing at, I'm them right to, now to, to the queen. Yeah, a lot of the shadow That's, things. It's all, all really good, that very little conversation and just the context of seeing what happens. You're able to figure all that stuff out. It's a fun mystery, yeah. It's thought-provoking. I just wonder, given what you what you were saying about failing the accomplishment of defeating the queen, I really thought about it. I didn't have a problem with it being easy to fight the queen. I just thought to myself, why is it so easy for Eco to do it? Is it simply... And this doesn't bother me. It's just a thought... It's just a it's thoughts that I'm having. This is a good thing, and I'm really thinking about it. Like, did he simply defeat the queen because he had the willpower to defeat the queen? You know, it's very easy, probably in this time, in this fictional world, for people to just be afraid of a magical being like that queen. Yeah. You know, think like medieval times or whatever. Somebody starts doing magic in front of you. Whether you can walk up and cut her head off, you might just be afraid of the bitch. (laughs) So... They're so fearful of her, and they'll sacrifice for her. And all you need, need is the all you, you know, Eco, who has nothing to lose. All he, the only thing he has is trying to escape that castle, and save Yorda, whatever she is, mm-hmm. and that's how you're able to do it. No, the only thing that, that, that short light. the only the, the thing that was just the, even simpler than that i would think the only the only connection i could make between a character of of um wander and uh eco. and eco is just the way that they're presented they're dressed i mean the poncho the yeah uh the the horns and stuff like that i don't wear a poncho what? wander doesn't have horns uh oh yeah he does well yeah that's true I mean, unless they're cut off or something. Well, <laughs> see I, it underneath his hair. I'm not saying <laughs> they're both both involve women. Yeah, they That's both true, involve. Yeah. Well, save a woman. Chris, when was the last time you actually saw? I don't want to say too much. Never mind. Never mind. If you're, if you're still trying to do the ending, yeah, we should really wait. Yeah, we'll see until well, you get that. Shadow of the Colossus. Now I'm like I think five or six colossi in. Just wait to okay. Just wait to the ending, and then you'll probably see what we're talking, trying to get at. And, I think I kind of remember. Okay, you'll, you'll I, see. The but baby. when I played Shadow of the Classes, I had never played Eco. So uh, I didn't think anything of it? Okay, no, I, I made a lot. I I had played Shadow of the Classes for the first time on the PS2, and then you know playing back on the PS3, and I made and I made a lot of comparisons, and I was just like, oh shit! I mean, like. They're they're both sto- I would say they're both stories that happen in the same universe. Oh, certainly. Uh, and and they still have that same uh, mythology. It seems like this wonderful magical element to them, and they both involve women that don't really that rarely speak because the other one's a dead dead girl, and the other one's just doesn't really talk much. She's kind of a little weak, but nonetheless. Uh, yeah, I would say when we were talking about the queen. Yeah, I felt like that emotional state really got the best of me, and I mean that in a good way. Like I was so focused on, like I had this drive to take this queen out. I had gone through this whole castle. I am not going to lose. I I don't care what she, you know, 
what kind of power she has, I am going to take her out regardless, and I don't care how. I'm just I'm just going to do it. And and at the when the beach scene came after the credits, I I you know I felt wonderful. I felt great. I felt a sense of accomplishment. I was very happy to be out of that place. You know that you know I never like I said I never referred to this character Eco as a third person. Oh, I'm just oh I'm just playing as him. No, I felt like I am this character. I'm very 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 happy because when the ending came along, it was like I don't care if, if theoretically if I'm dead or not. I'm in a, I'm in a better place. That's all I care. I really don't give a shit if I'm, uh, I, if I'm dead or not. That's good. Uh, I I did not have that. By the end, I was happy. I was I was out of the castle and I was done. But I was I was because I was happy. I was done. <laughs> it's not because I just liked it. I just wasn't enjoying it enough that I was necessarily being driven by. I really want to finish this and enjoy it. It was just more like I. You just want to finish it because right. I part of it is probably the age thing. You know, I, it's hard for me to say in retrospect because they played 2001, but you can see a lot in this game that other games do better now. And I wouldn't necessarily call Eco a predecessor because I don't think they learned it from Eco. In fact, I think there are things that Shadow of the Classes probably learned from other games like Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. But uh, there are games since this one, since Eco, that do jumping and climbing stuff mm-hmm. better. Yeah. Like Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, which, you I know, if you played that back when it came out in, what, 2002, whatever? Like that. that completely blew my mind. Like, the traverse. And I don't think there's been anything since that's been as revolutionary. Like, even Uncharted, how you traverse the environment is very much Prince of Persia the same time. Yeah. Not a not a few not very many new tricks that are different from Prince of Persia the same time. Like all the jumping and climbing and free running and stuff. Like and Assassin's Creed is really just an iteration on it built for an open world game. And then puzzle puzzle solving that's sort of interesting somewhat logic-based puzzle solving. A lot of games do better. Environment, I'd say environmental puzzles, I guess is what I would call it. Okay. Their games have done it better since. And obviously, that's, that's not Eco's fault. It came out in 2001. Oh, yeah. It's just, you know, some games you can go back to and they are as good as they always were or they're good in a different way. Some games, maybe they pave the road for other games. Okay. Or try something before other games try them. And then, therefore, other games, later games, do it better. And I feel like that's what Eco is. And also, it is a first, if it's a first game from that developer, you know, that would also speak to that. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, before we give, you know, our scores, on this, uh, our scores on the game, do you, will you go back and play this game? Again? Yes. Yes or no? Uh... Probably not. Okay. Not unless I have to. <laughs> All right. Ben? How it's, is... not, oh. it's not bad. Okay. I mean, um, some, games, some games you play one time, you're done. I think I think uh, I'm kind of with there on Chris. It's not that I didn't like the game. It's just I wanted to play it kind of more as a history lesson. I mean, that was the whole reason why I picked it in general. Um, I heard really great things about it. I heard it was um, one of those special, very few games that you can 
whip out and say this is this is in the name of of the games as art kind of thing you know people saying games is art this is a work of art and stuff like that like you can you can definitely say that this game you could use this for that argument um but i mostly just wanted to play through it just to get that kind of get the experience of having played it and finishing it and um if i ever wanted to replay it it would be pretty much for the last like uh 10th of the game where you're where you're you pretty much ever since um you get knocked down when when the bridge collapses and you get both doors open and, and the queen like from that moment that you are down below in the depths of the castle and then pretty much climbing your way up and you can just feel the depth of it you know just the you know climbing through all that stuff i that would be the real reason to really for me to revisit it but to be honest uh, i don't think it's aged very as well as it's as we i've played i played it along probably with you guys on the ps3 high definition remastered versions yes and uh and that it that truly is the best way to play these games um, I do know that for sure, at least on the Colossus side of things. Um, I did put an Eco once on PlayStation 2, and um, it was it was very muddy and and it didn't look very good on, a, on even just a, a, a CRT monitor. Uh, it wasn't very good, but uh, I, I think mostly just to get the experience of of a uh, of 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 a uh, the history lesson of it all and, and to and to really experience that last like tenth of the game is a lot of fun although i don't think i don't think it's aged quite as well as shadow of the colossus i think you guys will agree to that but um anyway yeah. it, 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 with that said though i still think that uh you know the the ending of the game was fun and and it made me smile and i really i really think it's it's a i i when people say, "Oh, this is one for the history books," this is one that I agree with. That I just it's just one of those that I don't necessarily need to revisit anytime soon. Um, yeah, I, I had mentioned that to you. It, it, it had like this uh, bio. I would like to think of the Bioshock uh, feel to it. It's like when you play when you play it through once. I felt real. I felt complete. Like I felt like I could put the game on the shelf and not feel bad about it. That was the thing. You know, I don't have to constantly replay it to get you know that money value out of it, or the the experience. You know, to relive that experience over and over again. You know, just constantly replay it. I, I, I to me, uh, when I played it, I felt like I said, I felt like okay. I don't need to play Eco for a while. I feel pretty happy with my playthrough experience. I enjoyed pretty much you know mostly everything about it. And and I can say that if I were to replay it, it I would agree with uh, you, with you Ben. I would play that last that last bit when, um, when the bridge starts to recede and you fall into the depths, and then you have to basically fight your way back to you know essentially what's going to be you know the final boss battle with the queen, and go from there and listen to the wonderful music that's playing over you know the cutscenes. Or the in-game cutscenes, uh, cut excuse me, and, and from there on out. So, I, I gotta say, I, I I really like this game. I'm really happy that we did play this too. So I I guess you could say kind of a history lesson and to see the parallels between this and Shadow of the Colossus. I really like that. I can't get behind that history lesson argument. Really? For the whole thing. No, I I can definitely I see that I think the game you can take. And use if you want to make an argument about games as art. If you're a person who wants to make the argument about games as art, 
I don't even like to have that argument, honestly. But if you want to try and make that argument, you can use this game. But it's not, I don't see it as a historical thing. <sighs> it Like, it's history in that it just, it happened, maybe. But I feel, when you're talking about history, you're talking about really significant events. And I think the game is significant. And it's special in its own regard. But I don't feel like, I don't see it influencing other things. I, I don't know that anybody played Eco and they were affected by it quite the same way as other games that came out this year. In fact, when I think the history of games, when I think about the games that we talk about from 2001 um, and what games are have become since, like I feel like how things have happened, I feel like they're pretty indicative of, of why Eco was a sleeper hit. And then that year, Grand Theft Auto 3, Devil May Cry, Metal Gear Solid 2. Um, <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think I disagree with that, Chris. I don't think so. I think I think maybe not. Maybe not. They they didn't they didn't copy like the spirit of it, or maybe it didn't influence anything in terms of, or not. Excuse me. Sorry. Maybe not the mechanics of it. Maybe they, maybe they didn't replicate that in any sort of way. Because I mean, it, it is kind of derivative of like the Zeldas and stuff like that that you might have played. But I do think the spirit was replicated. You could do a lot with very little, and I think you're starting to see that more with 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 uh, uh, games lots like of ga- lots of games did that before though. No, I know, but lots, I don't think anything. That. I, I would say a more influential game that does something very similar would be Out of This World. It's a game where you know very little of what's yeah, happening. I've heard of that one. You're, yeah. you're trapped in another world, maybe in a different parallel universe. You have no idea where you're at. And the whole game is you trying to escape with another dude. And I and I agree with until you. Until he dies. I, I think until that right guy about, dies. I think you're right about it being uh, influential. But, but I'm I'm not saying I wouldn't discount Eco out of it. Out I, of I'm sorry. Of it because... The game is very special. I see why it's very special for a lot of people. I just feel like everything that's happened in gaming since would have still happened exactly the same way if Eco never existed. Okay, well, I guess I, we'll have to agree to disagree. <laughs> where I feel like if Grand Theft Auto 3 never existed... No, I'm not arguing you, that either, you'd sir. See a different, you'd either see a different landscape or certain things that happened in games would have taken longer to happen. Or there would have been more right. stumbling. In terms, of 2001, in terms of 2001, Chris, you're absolutely right, but uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can if I can completely agree with... with, with well, nothing would have changed if, if Eco... Obviously, I don't... Obviously, none of us can know for sure what would have happened well no but <laughs> no no i'm saying at the end of the day that it's just, i'm saying at the end of the day that is just my opinion okay no yeah right okay sure <laughs> <laughs> uh on that no. note chris no, no. uh oh there'd be people upset with me i just feel like sometimes things happen for a reason there's a reason why this game was a sleeper hit Maybe ten years later, people will look back at it and get new inspiration, almost in the way that people got inspiration from Citizen Kane, not in not in 1941, but like in 1961. You know what I mean? I yeah, because Citizen that, Kane was a sleep hit. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Right. You know, it wasn't appreciated for decades, and it and clearly movies have been influenced by Citizen Kane since. So I'm saying it could still happen with Eco. I just 
Yeah, I agree with what you said. In terms of 2001. New generation will be able to... Will be I able get what you're saying. In get terms, it? You say in terms of 2001, you... Yeah, but... I know, I get, okay, it makes sense. In 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 this in this uh, day and age too, with it being re-released, which is super significant for a sleeper hit, um, I think oh, yeah. I think it's really nice that uh, a brand new generation of of people with the PlayStation Three console can can experience it now, along with its with its sister game. So and it means that vocal minority who really dug the game, they were loud enough and and passionate enough, you know. Right. Star Trek would have never probably wouldn't have gotten a rebirth with Star Trek The Next Generation had that vocal minority who really dug Star Trek. Really, I could be talking into my ass, but I imagine that <laughs> Star Trek The Next Generation happened and became one of the highest rated shows in television at the time. After Star Trek being not a huge hit, happened because those people were passionate enough. Mm-hmm. Right, on, that, on that note... <laughs> Chris, do you want to give your score? Can you give your score for the game, please? Seven point five. All right, Ben Teed. Uh, well, okay. So I think I'm gonna put it at eight. Um, I've already kind of decided my my score for Shadow of the Colossus as well. And if you can't tell through our talking that it's probably gonna be a little bit higher. Okay. But um, but yeah, I I give I give Eco an eight, just a solid eight, just because I want. Just because I um I appreciate it, it's not it's I think it's above average. I really think it is. Well, and, what what does eight mean? Like, can you give it a word value? Would you say it's good, great, I think amazing, good, great. good, not great? I mean, I, I would I would say it's good and and it's above average. Um, See, that's how I feel about it. I say it's it's I say it's good, not great. It's better than good, but not great. That's why yeah. I give it a seven. Like all the presentation and all the graphics and stuff like that, that stuff's really good and it and it's chilling and it's lonely and it's it gets all the feelings and this and of course the sound and the music which we I think we've barely scraped or whatever um, was good but like there's a, some frustrating gameplay I think it gets problematic sometimes you know that when you when you try to when you try to figure things out and they don't tell you even Shadow Colossus tells you what to do you know I just thought that it's part well, of the mystery of the game but okay. also well, no, yeah, they do. They, they, they. Uh, you have some sort of weird voice going. You should do this, and you end up, you end up figuring. Oh yeah, out. yeah. If you sit there long enough, yeah. If you sit there long enough, the the some the sword or something tells you. It's it's Dorman. Dorman. The, the god. Voice. Yeah, we'll just. Yeah, the god Dorman. He, attack he it, rabbit's tail. Yeah, he'll he'll start. I know, I know, it. but how? <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can see you're having frustrations uh, as well no it'll be interesting to talk about it because i feel like there were definitely improvements in yeah and hey there there's there are games that have been made just a few years ago that commit worse sins than eco did so i mean and that way eco was ahead of me. certainly yeah i think so and, and, i mean uh, puzzle there's shit in back of the future of the game that doesn't make any sense <laughs> it's like it's like it's it's the rubber chicken and pulley and secret of monkey island it's basically a lot of i'm gonna use the rubber and chicken pulley example it i'm gonna whenever i'm gonna explain this guy to you guys i'm gonna use it in the future a rubber and chicken pulley a rubber chicken pulley was a device you had to make in the secret of monkey island there was a power line or something and you had to get over to an island in inventory you had a rubber chicken and a pulley and there is nothing in the game that could ever hint at you and tell you that you've got to combine the rubber chicken and the pulley and zip line across. Nothing. 
It's completely random. <laughs> I sounds... find that, and that is bad game design. That sounds so, fucking stupid. So anytime I mention rubber chicken, <laughs> fully, no, no, the game is really funny. No, 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 it's just, fine. just that, just like, that. No, just like, that. like, comedically, it makes sense in the game. It's just how you would have ever thought. It's not as clever as when you actually had to use a red herring. Like mm-hmm. when you're trying to get across a bridge and a troll's talking to you, and he's like, "You've got to bring me something." It's like what? Something that is insignificant yet distracting. And there's and a herring, and you bring it to him, and it's red. There is literally a red herring in your inventory, and you got to give it to him. That's so. That funny. was clever. Man, we got to play that game. <laughs> I have it. That was you swinging on the rope and knocking down the bridge in Eco. That was a rubber chicken in the bullet. So if I ever bring that up in the future, audience, you'll know what I'm talking about. If I just say that something was a rubber chicken and bully, that's what I'm talking about. It's completely random out of left field, and there's just no way you could have figured that out without you randomly just going in your inventory like in Resident Evil and saying, okay, I got these random things. they got to combine somehow. I'm just going to start trying to combine them. Got it. Yeah. You got it. I'll, re- I'll remember that. Okay. Something else too, real quick about the animation in this game, because I'm, I'm looking at it as I've been playing it while we've been talking. Um and uh, something that always happens, especially when you're outside, to kind of add to that simple design of their animation and characters and stuff like that, is that their hair will always be blowing in the wind. Like, it's always, like, moving. That way there's always something about them that's it's, being uh, animated. His poncho. His poncho is always blowing. Or, like, yeah. they're standing out in the courtyard when the two, when the two doors close. Her hair and her dress. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and her hair and her dress are, like, blowing, and his poncho is, like, waving in the wind. It's just like, man, like... That's so cool. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it was little touches. I noticed that. They did little touches there. I don't remember other games doing that at the time, too. Some of those little graphical touches. Yeah. Artistic. I think how you save the game is kind of kind of cute, too. You have to sit down on the bench. You sit on a couch, yeah. You sit yeah. on the couch. Sit down. And he waves at her. And he always sits on like the bitch. left side. He lives, He always sits on the left side. I've never seen him sit on the right. Or he's never been able. I'd never been able to get him to sit on the right side I, of the bench. I, I, I'm pretty sure I always he always sat down on the right side for me. I think so too for me. Well, right? Okay. I mean, left side, my left side, but his right side. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about. I think okay. the reason why is because they only have one movement for his arm to do the wave thing. Come on, come on. You know. <laughs> well, I will say my score Where is. The hell was there a big stone couch <laughs> in a castle? Multiple stone couches. Yeah. Oh yeah, it needs you know to... that's another thing. Just real quick, there's a couple pieces of machinery in that castle that I found it unbelievable that they would exist. In that like castle. the cart, the cart, the the cart track or whatever. The cart track felt too modern. Like clearly well, this castle, oh, like, inch, like clearly that castle is like an ancient structure within this fantasy world that already feels kind of medieval to me, and that castle felt. Like, you know, medieval, like, the world felt like it's probably medieval. And then that castle felt ancient. Lightning swords, it's too early to have one of those. It felt ancient. It's kind of like being an ancient structure in the middle of Jerusalem, Assassin's Creed. It was like a rubber chicken and a pulley. But then there's there's a train track, which felt too modern for that castle. I'll agree. I I think that's a a little out of place. It's but fantasy. It's fancy, yeah. They can fit whatever they can invent shit whenever they want to invent it. It just fell out of place. It's just like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> okay. And I whoa. felt that way a little bit later at the end after that bridge collapsed. And there was all that machinery that I can't remember what it actually did. Maybe it controlled the dam or something. 
that felt too modern too. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. I like it. Just a couple, it was just a couple times in the game where I'm just like, all of a sudden the architecture doesn't quite seem to fit together for me. It's like the forerunners in, in Halo. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll say I'll I'll go with my score. Yeah, where's your score? Yeah, well, I was gonna say, but what? let me guess. <laughs> guess. guess. Eight point five. Actually, it's gonna be a nine. To tell you the truth. Okay. Oh, he uh, loved Deco. He loved it. No, I, I know. I know. It's. I know. It's a, probably a tad high for you. Obviously, for for you guys. But I, I honestly felt emotionally. It really. I really felt pretty happy with the end of the. You know. With have the game. you ever played Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time? I have. Okay. I have. All I right. own. I own all three. I like so it. You're able to. I didn't play any of those other ones from the last generation after The Sands of Time. But neither did I. Right. So good. You were able to like it. Even in a post Prince of Persia, Sands of Time world. Yes, I was. I I enjoyed it very much. Hey, you dig this type of game? You should play the original Prince of Persia. Oh, I should. I should. I I have not. I haven't gotten it yet. I have. Is it on the Xbox Xbox Live or PSN something like that? There's a remake of it, but you know what? Forget what I said. There's probably no version of Prince of Persia, the original Prince of Persia, that's not for MS DOS. Oh, so <laughs> never mind. Anyway, I'm sorry. Finish your thought. No, no, no. Uh, emo- <laughs> God, <laughs> I really did feel a sense of completion uh, after playing the game. I really dug it. the inv- The environment, the sense of scope, it, it just wow. It just really wowed me. And one thing we didn't ever talk about is the camera movement. And you know what? The, the use of the camera in this game. I feel like you know a lot of early two thousand games you know had camera issues. I know that when we talked about Beyond Good and Evil, we, there was a shit ton of camera problems. In this game, I didn't have an issue. I will I, say they rocked the shit with the camera. In this. Oh man! And instead of trying to add a broken three D camera that rotates around you, yeah, just letting you pan was a good idea. Yeah, I I thought it 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 felt epic. It felt cin- it almost in a way it felt cinematic. It made, find it may have got a war's camera. It, it made things felt grand in the sense, you know, in the sense of the world I was in. I was the scale in a, thing we were talking about. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a scale. It's the environment. Yeah. It, it really all these things t- they did in God of War. I almost wonder if God of War maybe was inspired by Eco in that way. Hmm. Well, I guess <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> that another. Maybe that's our pick. I don't know. Yeah, we, we got a lot of games that we're making picks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. every every single game that we we're talking about that we bring up. Oh, we gotta play that. Oh, we gotta play that. I just I just at this point I'm like, well, we'll get to all of them eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say Eco's definitely a nine, and I really liked it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yes, I, there's 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 issues. I'm not gonna say. Yeah, it's it's a great it's a great game for me, and I don't have a problem saying I played it once. I'm happy to put it away for a while and call it a day. Uh, all right. Well, I think the uh, next episode is something going to be a little bit much more chaotic and, you know, FPS-like, sort of. Yeah? Uh, no, yeah, yeah. We're going to take a but break. We'll have some converting eco team, team Eco. Team Eco. Team Eco. I've never played one of these so. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. Josh has not. I don't think Josh has played either Eco or Shadow of the Colossus. So it'd be great to 
uh, in our next episode, episode 15 for Halo, uh, Halo 4, which is Josh's pick, we will he will give his thoughts on Eco, and I'm really curious to see what he has to say about that. And I'm really, and it's my first time playing a Halo game. You know, I'm catching up at the time, so finally. So just, just quick fi- impressions. How how you don't have to tell me like what you think of it, but just what's been your experience so far? If at first it was, has it been very jarring? It's very it's it's new to me. Because I don't play that many, I get. I don't know if I would say I play that many first-person shooters on the console. I really don't. So it, it's it, it's oh. a it's a new experience for me. I mean, I played Crisis Two. I played Gears of War Three. Uh, trying to think of other shooters I've actually played on the console. I, I don't know if I would consider exactly Deus Ex and Revolution a shooter, but it's de- it, you had a first point of view definitely. Yeah, it's. I like it a lot. I like the. I'll just say, yeah, I like it. Don't. That's all. I'll just put it that way. I. I, I do. Yeah, like you don't it. have to give me your opinion. I just want to know if, if how it's, if it has, yeah, what you said that it, if that it's felt new. That's that's kind of what I wanted to hear. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a world that I'm really surprised that I didn't get into earlier in my life. I'll just say that I'm actually kind of regretting that many, I didn't. How many missions are you? Uh, I think I just beat Infinity. Is it an Infinity level? Level. Yeah. So think... you you did the part where you're fending off the attack on the Infinity. Yes. It's launched back up. Okay. And now, oh, and I now, think, and I think now, you're approximately halfway through. I think. And now I'm searching for Cortana after inserting her into this. Uh, and I guess I'll just say a computer. I guess. A but. A but what? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> ben, are you all right? Yeah. Wait, you're playing. On, are you playing on normal? I am playing on normal. Yeah. It's pretty challenging. Have you died a lot, or have you been able to handle it pretty well? I uh, no, I have died a lot actually. And and that, I that, figured. That, I figured as much. And the thing is, it's not. I don't know. It's it's just the AI is really smart in this game. I feel like the AI is really smart. I gotta be you honest. Can't play it like other... they, they fucking flank you. They you can't like... take like you can't just sit there and try and take cover. Yeah, I, know what I mean. Yeah, I know. Oh, I oh I fi- I figured that out really quick. Yeah. So what, that, that's something I liked. I'm not. That's not a complaint. It's something I actually do enjoy seeing. You know, computer enemies actually putting up a really good challenge. So enough okay. of that. Yeah, well, I, that's, that's enough. I just wanted to get a few quick impressions. I know. I no. I, I'm I'm really liking it. <laughs> All right, well, gentlemen, it has been great to chat, you know, talk about a game that people have called, you know, uh, this game is art. I really, really, I'm really happy that we actually did play this game. It's been on a, it's been on my backlog pile or, you know, games I wish I would have played, you know, back then. And I'm, and I'm really happy that we actually took the time and played it and talked about it. So thank you very much. Good choice, Ben. Thank you very much. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Oh, there's there's more where that came from. <laughs> oh yeah, there's plenty more. And so Ben likes to choose this artsy fartsy shit. <laughs> well, there's more. Well, it's mostly games that I had on my backlog that I'm just like, I really need to get to it at some point. And that's there's that, ever you know, an art house there's... in video games. Ben, you found it. Well, there you go. Taking us there. <laughs> I'll t- I'll gladly take that <laughs> that mantle. All right. <laughs> 
Well, we will, like I said, resume with uh, our next conversation will be Halo 4. And hopefully Josh will make it. He, he shall join us. His again. choice. It's oh his, yeah, it's his, his it's his pick. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna I mean, have to we'll wait. Have for to him. Wait. We'll have to wait for him. Oh yeah, we'll definitely have to do that. Alrighty, gentlemen. Well, we are going to sign off. Oh, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, it's Caught Mode Reviews. Uh, same thing with Gmail at Caught Mode Reviews at Gmail. Yeah, get us, your, get us your top games of 2012. Or hit us up uh, if if you know us yeah. personally. Hit us up on Facebook and send us recommendations. Either or, just get a hold. You know, contact us and let us know. I'm at Ben Teed. I'm at Snesby, and Chris Lowe doesn't use Twitter that often. Something, if you guys played any games from this year that flew in under the radar, I think that would be really interesting for us to take a look at next year, maybe. Yes, sure. please. Yeah. Please do that. Maybe something we haven't thought of, maybe something we haven't even heard of. Like, Just give us a reason to play a game like Unfinished One or whatever. I don't know, something like that. Like, like Black Ops? Black Ops. You know, something that nobody's played like Black Ops. <laughs> all right i think that's it gentlemen thank you again and to the listeners uh thank you for joining us and we are signing off take care Woo-hoo. peace Bye. love you